during 91.5 is Coffee with Corey. Today we're talking about Sukkot, and this is the Feast of Tabernacles. He said, we talked about joy. We talked about a lot of things so far <laughs> just in the last like hour, but now we're talking about light. Light, which is a good day. It's kind of funny because you usually at a feast, one of the things you look forward to is that full moon. And I walked out this morning, it's like so dark because all the cloud cover, there's no moon at all you can see out there. But normally, if there was no clouds and rain today, you would see a big, bright, full moon. So light is a big really topic at every festival, but especially at the Feast of Tabernacles, at the end of the first day of the feast, according to the Mishnah, gigantic candelabras stood within the court of the women in the temple. Each of these four golden candelabras is said to have been 75 feet tall. Think about that. So seven <laughs> and a half story building are these big lights. So each candelabra had uh, four branches atop a very branch, a large bowl. You had to bring 10-gallon pitchers of oil, and you'd climb ladders to fill the bowls, and uh, then uh, the, the oil in those bowls was ignited, obviously. So now, of course, if you've ever seen pictures or been there, the temple's on a hill above the rest of the city, so the glow was a sight for the entire city to see. The light was to remind people of how God's Shekinah glory had once filled his temple. But in the person of Jesus, Yeshua, God's glory was once again present in that temple. And as you know, he's going to say, he's going to talk about it. He used that celebration to announce that very fact. He was teaching in the court of the women on the eighth day, perhaps standing near one of those big old candelabras, when he declared all there, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. It's a great verse, but imagine that under this massive light. Many refuse to have their own darkness exposed by that light. You know, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, I want you to think about something. If God had no beginning and everything that exists was created by him, then nothing existed before him, not even darkness. All right? Scripturally speaking, darkness isn't the absence of light. It's scientifically impossible to create perfect darkness because all objects radiate heat in the form of infrared light and gamma rays and extremely high-frequency light can penetrate even dense materials. So darkness was probably the very first creation of God before the universe itself. The Bible in Isaiah 45, 7 says, I form the light and create darkness. I make peace and create calamity. I, the Lord, do all these things, or I, Jehovah, do all these things. Mm. Darkness was a creation, and every creation has a purpose. We can know that the Spirit of God is hovering near us, and he has a vision for what he's making us into, if we have faith. And he uses darkness, or he hides things from us as part of the process of revealing himself to us. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. That's Genesis 1. God divided light from darkness, right? To say it another way, Jesus triumphs over darkness. Everything God is doing in our lives is to accomplish one purpose, dividing the light from the darkness. Mm -hmm. It says in Ephesians 5, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, 
finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. So if God is light, and he is the image of the invisible God, and we are made in the image of God, what does that mean? means we are light. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who is shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. That's 2 Corinthians 4. So listen to Jesus explain this to Nicodemus in John 3. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God unless one is born of water and of the Spirit. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. See, our original birth is similar in that we are surrounded in the womb by water. And when it breaks, we come out of the darkness and water into the light of the world. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Back creation before Adam and Eve sinned, they were surrounded by God's glory of light. When they sinned, they went into darkness. When we sin, we go back into darkness. God doesn't hate us when we sin, but we have to choose darkness or light, one or the other. His life's purpose is to separate one from the other. When you choose darkness, you also lose your purpose as light, right? So the light spectrum, interestingly enough, includes radio waves, microwaves, infrared, visible light, ultralight, x-rays, gamma rays, and other electromagnetic radiation. God is raising up many kinds of people with many kinds of gifts, just like there's many kinds of light. He's going to fill up some with a lot of power, others with revelation, others with skill, others for war. This Feast of Tabernacles is one of those great opportunities just to remind yourself that you're not supposed to be like everybody else. You're supposed to be the unique version of you that God has made. So light includes these radio waves you're listening to us on right now. You're listening on light. So light is also sound. A creation God spoke, which was a form of light, right? The Hebrew word for voice is the sound of a trumpet. The same word is used throughout the Bible for the blast of a trumpet and Mount Sinai, for instance. The Hebrew word also means calling out, shouting, or even singing. So all of that is ultimately light when it comes down to it. So uh, Feast of Tabernacles. So we've gone uh, branches, we've gone water, we've gone light. We're going to look at darkness and we're going to look at oil a really, really big time next.